This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. Well, hello everybody. Happy New Year to you all. Everyone's happy in church this morning. Glad to see so many of you so cheerful and jolly. Or maybe it was because of uh, the church news uh, team earlier on. But uh, happy new year to all of you on this first Sunday of 2018. I'm not sure how long we're allowed to say happy new year to people. It, it feels a bit wrong now a weekend, doesn't it? On this first Sunday. Is it wrong? Can we say happy new year in February? Um, well, I th- actually, technically, we could. Uh, Mike, who's my brother Mike, whose birthday is on the 16th of February, it's Chinese New Year this year on February 16th. So I suppose you could say Happy New Year then. But how is your New Year going so far? Is it going well? Some of you having a good New Year? We're all looking forward to a fantastic New Year ahead, I hope. Those of you who want a great New Year? We're all quiet over here. Okay, those of you who want a rubbish New Year and want all the horribleness of 2018 to come on you. Good, good. You'd be a little bit psychotic if you were wishing uh, for that. I am sure we're all hoping for things like success, aren't we? Health. Who wants good health? Prosperity. Joy. Peace. Don't we want all of these things in our lives? Who wants a breakthrough? We need a breakthrough. So on this first Sunday of 2018, let's today, shall we, get set up for the year with God ahead as a church here. We're going to say a a prayer at the end of the service this morning for the church. And we're also going to pray for a particular family uh, this morning who's leaving us. I'll tell you more about that uh, shortly. But we really want God to bless and prosper our community here, your families and your life, don't we? Because the reality of life is we don't know what life is going to bring. We say quite often here at the church, our life can change with a text message, can't it? With a phone call or with a piece of news that can happen and it can never ever be the same. So before we turn to God's word, let's pray. Father God, as we open your word this morning at the start of this year, as we gather together corporately as your church here in Ammonford. We pray, Lord, for each person that is here represented today. Those that are here in the service and those that maybe can't make it and those listening online. We just pray, Lord, that you would be with us, that you would guide and guard this year. But afresh this year as we turn to your word. We pray for a year of revelation, a year of inspiration. Lord, that as we turn to your word today and in the weeks and months that are ahead, Lord, that you would speak to our lives and transform us through your word. We ask in Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. It's good to clean up over Christmas and the new year. Those of you who have put your Christmas decorations away, did you hear about the woman in Dublin that had won the Euro Millions? Did you see that in the newspaper that on the 27th of December this year she was cleaning up and she had her numbers come through. She bought the ticket online and she didn't know that she was an Euro millionaire without knowing it until she was dusting and cleaning, found this raggedy old ticket and went to check it with her app and found out that she had won the lottery. How many of you would like to find some rubbish like that as you clean up your house? How many of you would like to be able to pick the right numbers in life? Numbers. Numbers are really important. The Bible talks about numbers, but can somebody here help me? Some of you that are maybe scientific, help me to understand what the relevance of the number 299,792,458, what the relevance of that number is. Anyone know? 
Pardon? Nearly. Nearly. It's connected to it. Somebody guess? In fact, if I say it again, 299792458 meters per second. Anybody now know what that is? That's the speed of light. That's the fastest speed of anything that we know, and that's a photon in a vacuum running through the universe. That is the speed of light. And as Brian tried to guess there when he was referring to the sun, at that speed, it takes light from the sun to reach us when you're bronzing yourself in the sun. It takes eight minutes and 17 seconds for light to travel at that speed from the sun to hit us here on Earth. The 93 million miles is covered in 8 minutes and 17 seconds. Light is a very powerful force, isn't it? In fact, the classic elements, I love a band called Earth, Wind and... Oh yeah, they're a great, great band. Some Cree things happened in 1969, as some of you are aware, the birth of Philip Morgan... The birth of Philip Morgan impacted the world so much that the Beatles split up. <laughs> Earth, Wind and Fire were formed. Man went to the moon. They were even trying to get away from me. <laughs> and Concord's first supersonic flight was in 1969. But around that time, this band was formed, Earth, Wind and Fire. But there are four classical elements, not just Earth, Wind and Fire. Anybody know what the other one is? Water. And then it's pursued this thought about the elements, the things that make up our universe. We're going all the way back to philosophers and thinkers have thought these things throughout the whole of time. And the four elements became the eight elements. Earth, wind, fire, water, ice, light, and darkness. And throughout our ancient and modern times, innumerable studies and experiments have been done to examine and learn more about these building blocks of life and the universe. Man's fascination with them has led to the development of thousands of theories that we have around us today about the world and our universe. And nothing fascinates me as an individual more than the principle of light or the element of light. I can't get my head around it, if I'm being honest. We talk about light years when we talk about our universe. Any of you seen Louis Giglio's series, Indescribable, on video? Hands up, those of you that have seen it. If you've not seen it, go home. It's on YouTube. Google you, uh, um, Louis Giglio, Indescribable. It's fantastic. But he talks about light years as if they are just like, Simple things. Oh, 40 light years away. Look, if light can travel in 8 minutes and 17 seconds, 93 million miles, imagine how far it travels in a year. And we use this term light year to describe something. We say, oh, six light years away, as if it's, oh, it's not very, very far. It's incredibly far, so vast and so wide and so unsearchable is our galaxy that the only way we can find to measure it is to take the largest unit of measurement that we have in humanity called a year and we take the fastest thing that's travelling on Earth called light and we put them together to call them a light year. Thank God for light. Do you thank God for light? If we didn't have it, we'd be very cold right here on earth right now. 
but I've always found light interesting. It was one of the only subjects in school, physics, that I was remotely interested in. I failed it. But I found it interesting, and the whole concept of light, because ourselves as human beings, we only see the visible spectrum of light, but it goes all the way from gamma through to x-ray, through to UV, through to the, the visible light that we have. Any of you can name them? Roy G. Biv, come on, you learned it all in school. Fantastic. I've always wondered why they're the wrong way around. It actually starts in the spectrum, uh, violet, and finishes at red. And then after red, when we come outside the visible spectrum, comes infrared. And then after that, uh, we go into radio, uh, microwave and radio waves, etc. Thank God for light, because without light, we wouldn't have half the stuff that we have around us today. We wouldn't have communications. In fact, if you're listening to me right now in this auditorium, you should thank God for radio waves because this uh, wireless microphone kit that I'm wearing is sending radio waves to the receiver that's at the back of the hall and it's picking it up and putting it through the system for you to be able to hear this wonderful sermon today. If you're listening online, you should thank God for the internet because right now data is being sent over the fiber optic network that British Telecom and other companies run. And if you're privileged enough to have fiber to your premises, you can listen to me right now online because of the power of light. In fact, some of you will go home and life is such a hurry for you today, you will be accessing what we call ding food. Do you know what ding food is? You put it in a microwave, five minutes and ding. It's ready. Microwave is a form of light. And many of us here, in terms of healthcare, we've had x-rays, haven't we? In order to be able to see any things that are wrong with our body. And for farmers at this time of year that are caring for their sheep, probably my earliest um, introduction to infrared is we use as farmers to keep lambs warm, infrared lamps, in order to put as much heat on a young lamb that has maybe been out and got cold. Thank God for light. Thank God for light. So turn with me to our text this morning, and you can imagine that our theme is light, and the title of this sermon that I'm speaking to you today, and for the next three times that we'll to be together, is simply called Light Up the World. Light Up the World. And can you turn with me to the verse that is um, going to underpin um, the teaching? And as well as that, this verse that I'm introducing to you, as is our habit every year at the, at the church here, is this is ABC's um, verse of the year um, for us to learn as a memory verse. We've got into the habit of doing it as a church, of taking one verse as a theme for the year. So turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. And a lovely, lovely, beautiful verse that Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. And he said this. And I memorized this years ago in the King James Version. So forgive me if the NIV is up on screen. But the King James Version says this. I love this word command that's in the King James Version. It says, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of of Jesus Christ. Or well, the NIV says, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face 
of Jesus Christ. Can you see the word light there three times? Let light shine out of darkness. Made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Let's pray. Lord, as we turn to our verse for the year today, Lord, I pray that the light of the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ and the power of that light would permeate everyone's life this year. That you, at the beginning of this year, Lord, would give us a new understanding of the light that is to be found in God and in his Son, Christ Jesus. Lord, let us be known as people of the light. Lord, you taught us through your Son, Jesus, when he was here on earth to say, let your light so shine before men that they might see your deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. May we be such a people and such a community here at ABC, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to look over the next three times that we are together and, and that I'll be speaking on the three lights that we see in this verse that I would ask you to commit to memory this year. First of all, the light of the universe, the physical light that comes from God, our Creator, that we're going to look at this morning. The second thing we're going to look at when we're together next time will be the light of humanity. You see, God took his light, and we'll talk about the vastness of God in a moment, but one of the, the dynamics of God's light is that he carries with him a spiritual light. And it's that spiritual light that's in us. That's why amongst all of creation, we have been made, says the book of Genesis, if we read it together, it says that we, have made, we are made in the likeness of God himself. And we're going to look at some scriptures to see that God is a God of light. A God is a God whose light and power permeates the whole of our universe. But there is a further light spectrum, not just from gamma ray all up to the um, long wave. There is a light that comes from the spirituality of God because we are spiritual beings. And the light of God's spirituality is reflected in his son Christ Jesus. The one who is the true light, says John that came into the world for us. And then the last time that we'll be looking in the third element of light. So firstly, we'll be looking at the light of the universe. We'll be looking at God. Secondly, we'll be looking at the light of humanity in the form of his son, Jesus Christ. And then finally, we'll be looking at the light of the world. Who's the light of the world? Who's the light of the world? We are. We are. What did Jesus say in the Sermon on the Mount? In Matthew chapter 5, he says, You are the salt of the earth. But before that, he said, You are the light of the world. Jesus is not here in bodily form anymore. And so his light is in us, as our text says. God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts. To give us the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So we're going to look at these 
three lights, the natural light that comes from God, the spiritual light that comes through Christ, and the reflected light that we are supposed to be as we live together. In fact, John that I quoted there briefly in his gospel, I think elaborates this verse even stronger again. Can I read it? Because this is the favourite chapter of the Bible for me. This is the one that I like. I wish, to be honest, that the New Testament started with John's gospel, just because it starts with in the beginning. Because Genesis in the Old Testament starts with in the beginning. And if I could have had the luxury of ordering the scripture uh, in a particular way, I think myself I would have liked to have started with John 1 verse 1 in the New Testament that says equally, in the beginning. And John continues by saying, in the beginning was the word, the Logos. And the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him Nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And he goes on to talk about uh, a few things in terms of uh, John's coming, but then he continues in verse 9, that he himself, John, was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. Again, another reflection. But verse 9 says this, The true light that gives light to everyone who is coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to those that believe on his name. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh, made his dwelling amongst us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. God is pretty big, isn't he? God is pretty big. Let's go back to the beginning of that text and we'll, we'll start there before we look at three principles from the light of the universe that we can learn uh, that comes from God. The scripture says this, he was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made made. That is a verse for scientists and ourselves to ponder all by itself there. It talks about the vastness of God. It says that everything that has been created was made by him and he was before it and he is bigger than it and it is in him. I can't get my head around that, can you? When I look at the size and the vastness of our universe. In fact, Romans 11.36, Paul uses this phrase that's a Bible study in itself. For him and through him and for him are all things created. For from him and through him and for him all things are created. God, the light of the universe. So can I take you back in time? I'm not sure how long I'm taking you back in time right now. In fact, theologians are arguing over it. 
scientists are definitely arguing over it. One thing's for sure, we don't know the answer because we weren't there. Is that right? We weren't there at the beginning. So we are trying to look back through history and we're trying to answer questions about our universe without any of us being there. So all of us are using an element of faith, if you want. We can either believe evolutionary processes, we can either believe in creation or we can believe that, I don't know, the fairy godmother went kapoof and made us. You can believe whatever you want, whatever you want to believe, you need to come to conclusions for that yourself in your life because none of us were there at the beginning. So we have to reason and come to the conclusions. But this is what the Bible teaches us. The Bible teaches us in Genesis 1, verse 1, right at the beginning, it says this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Verse 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. I mean, I don't know how we even interpret all of that to start with. Can I pause there and ask you a question? I would love to get all of you up here. I don't know how many, we're probably about 70 or 80 here this morning, maybe around that number. If I, I would love to get one or two of you up to try to explain to somebody who's never been on the internet what the internet is. It would be a challenge and a half, wouldn't it? Can you imagine somebody coming back from 300, maybe your grandparents or your great-great-grandparents that have passed away, that you would sit them in front of a computer today and you would to try to describe to them how the information displayed on the screen is appearing there to describe the internet and the world wide web. That would be one real big job to try and do because you would have to try and explain to them terminology that we are used to using today, things like internet and world wide web. We would have to first try to explain to them the principles of communications and all kinds of things in order to get it working in the first place. Let me tell you a really, really funny story. The first fax machine that ever landed on our farm in Maiskastel uh, was in 1989. Any of you born here after 1989? Yeah, loads of you. I remember uh, Pastor Rita and Jackie Harris coming to the house. My brother Peter was working in London and we had just had this fax machine delivered that morning. Uh, Mike and myself, we were setting up a, a business and we set it up from the bedroom in the farm. And so we plugged this fax machine in and uh, they had come to visit us in the afternoon and uh, we'd been talking to them over dinner about this fax machine. And Auntie Rita and Jackie had never seen a fax machine work in their life before. So I phoned my brother Peter, who was in London. I said, Peter, can you do me a favour? Um, I'll give you our fax number now. Can you go downstairs to your office and can you send a fax across to us um, so Auntie Rita and Pastor Harris can read the... Why am I doing that? It's like that. Um, so they can read the fax that's coming in. So Peter went and wrote on the sheet of A4, popped it in his end, and he said, um, hello from London, from Peter, or words to that effect, lots of love, kiss, 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 kiss. And he shoved it in the fax machine, and it came out. And remember, faxes would come out the other end, a piece of paper would come out, and you'd look at the fax, you'd recognize the handwriting, all of those things. The fax would come out. Some of the young people here are going, what on earth is a fax? 
but the fact but those of us that are old enough we remember it and i remember the words that came mike probably remembers it as well the words that came from auntie rita as she looked at it and says my word that's amazing and she turned to jackie and said how on earth does that piece of paper bundle up in such a small thing travel down the wires and appear out here because literally she thought that the paper itself was traveling through the communications network and the point i'm trying to make here is this moses writes genesis 1 and he's trying to write some things that are revealed to him by revelation that he can't even begin to fathom how to write it down and so we must put the context of scripture in line with a lot of this now i am on a journey myself i'm just saying i am on a journey myself about lots of things that are in genesis at the moment but i've always struggled i have always struggled with uh light being created in the first day and then the planets and the sun moon and stars so myself i believe this is big bang this is personal okay not ever don't take this on as your theology work it out for yourself you decide for yourself because i think that when god said let there be light and there was light i think he just starts the whole of creation off in that way but i am still at this moment in time I am a literal seven-day person because the scripture goes on to say that there was evening and there was morning the first day. But this is the bit that I want us to capture from this passage of scripture, not to get caught up in any of that, um, the weeds there, if I can call it that. Verse 4, God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. Light is good for us and we're going to look at three areas where light is good for us in our lives and as we look forward to 2018 can i encourage you maybe to have these three dynamics that light has for us in our lives so that we can walk in light rather than darkness in the year that we find ourselves ahead it's great to be able to see isn't it we've gone all quiet here today I tell you what, if you lose your sight, I'm pretty sure you will soon start to appreciate sight. My father, all of you know what my father was like with his adventures of uh, DIY and all kinds of things he would do on the farm. But my father one day decided to uh, weld two pieces of metal together. He was too lazy to go and get the, the welding mask. He knew what he was doing with the arc welder. He knew the general location of them. So he popped two pieces of metal together closed his eyes hoped for the best and just popped the arc welder on there for a while and guess what he welded the two pieces of metal together but the light from an arc welder is so strong that even if you've got your eyes closed that same light will pierce through into your eyes and my father had what they call arc eye for a day and a half my father could not see and I remember as a boy growing up, my father explaining his fear and dread a little bit, thinking, am I going to have my sight back? What's going to happen? Because for a day and a half, my father was blind while his eyes recovered. I don't know what it's like to be blind, to not be able to see. But I do know what it's like to be in darkness. Any of you kicked the bedpost on the way out of bed trying to get out in the dark? Or any of you tripped over something? Or 
we all know what it's like to be in the dark and what happens when we're in the dark is because of the lack of light we cannot see 1 John 1 verse 5 says this this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you God is light and in him is no darkness at all God can give you light for seeing in our lives today can I encourage you to look for the light that can be found in God and in Christ because light for seeing is fundamentally important for us on a physical level isn't it I am standing right here in the light right now so you can see me if not you just be watching in the darkness and listening to my voice light is really really important for seeing but not only is it good for seeing it is good for observing now there's a difference you see what happens when we observing it's a, it's a difference between hearing and listening you know sometimes we can just hear things that someone's saying to us but we're not listening you know what it's like guys you're watching the telly the rugby's on wife comes in to you and says something like i'm just reminding you you're picking up the kids today or something like that and you hear her but you're not listening and you just go yeah 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 and you finish watching the rugby and then later on it's after the afternoon in the afternoon there's a phone call from the school that said why haven't you picked up the children yet that's a true story by the way <laughs> and i've said to my wife on countless occasions ruth if you haven't got my full undivided attention best of luck because i can only concentrate on one thing at a time because i'm a bloke <laughs> seeing and observing are different you see there are some people that when they go for a walk with a dog or you see people you know walking around a zombie sometimes we've seen them on the street they're on their phones and they are walking and going places but they are actually watching their phone as they walk into lampposts and all of what's going on god wants us to see this year wants us to observe this year that in all of the circumstances and situations and we'll talk about those in a moment that we don't just see but that we observe and what happens when we observe something you see light reflects off of me so if you can see me right now what is happening is the light source let me stand in front of this lamp the light source is there and what is happening the light that is bouncing on me right now is being reflected into your eyes and that's how you're able to observe me if that goes off you can't see me so the power of seeing comes not just from the outward looking that we are doing but the intake of information when we observe and it's very important that when we read God's word for example that we don't just read it any of you read a chapter of a book or read, read a passage of scripture sometimes when your mind is elsewhere any of you done that and you're thinking what on earth did i just read because we're not engaged because we're not being mindful the same thing in prayer how many of you have done that that you've gone to pray like me about two three days ago went to pray went on my knees in the morning went to pray next thing <laughs> i've fallen asleep and i wake up i gotta start over how many of you have had that happen to you okay just me that falls asleep when i pray can i encourage you if you're praying go on your knees to pray because it helps keep you awake it does the pain that's in your knees helps to keep you awake i assure you so we must observe matthew 15 verse 14 jesus taught us he said this the blind 
if they lead the blind, both will end up in a pit. There are none so blind, says the phrase, as those that cannot see. In fact, we say grace, don't we? Those of us that have maybe been taught the grace at home, in our homes. We thank you, Lord, for Jesus Christ and for the blood he shed. For light and life and everything and for our daily bread. Amen. The several different versions, that's the version that I was taught. But whenever I come to that part of the phrase and whenever we say grace at our house, we always, Ruth and I, we've always done it ever since the children are young, trying to have them engaged. Not that we just say a phrase that we go, we thank you Lord for Jesus Christ and for the bloody shed, for light and life and everything, and, for, and we say it parrot fashion, but we actually mean it and connect with it that we say for light and life and everything. The truth that is in that, that comes from God's providence on our lives is something we should be grateful for, that we have our meals every day and we don't take a second th thought for it the providence and the gratefulness that we should have towards God for those things. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Mindfulness and care for life. So can I ask you, not just that we go around seeing, but secondly, that we also go around observing. Ask God for every situation that comes your way this year. Lord, what are you trying to teach me through this? For situations, good or bad, indifferent, anything that comes our way, that we don't just see them, but we are looking for the meaning that is behind where God is taking it, taking us. What will be our observations for the year as we look at it ahead? And finally, when God created light, he created it not just light for seeing, but not light for observing. But let's go back to Genesis 3 verse 4. God says this, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky, to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. Light for seeing, light for observing, but also light for seasons. There are seasons in life. We're in a season right now, aren't we? We're in a season called winter. It's cold. It was freezing cold this morning. How many of you got the de-icer out this morning on the car? I did. And there was a woman at the bottom of Pennebank Hill that had decided to come all the way down, hit some ice this morning, was travelling too fast and decided to park her car in the hedge because of winter. Wouldn't happen in June, would it? Wouldn't happen in August, would it? Because the seasons are things that happen in our world because of light. Because what happens as the world... And as we, particularly in the Northern Hemisphere, as the world tilts on its axis, we are further away from the sun, and so we don't enjoy its heat in the same way. And it's one of the things that convinced me that we are not here randomly, is that look at the wonderful tilt of the Earth at this moment, that the degrees and the angles and the distances, just a little bit closer and we'd fry, just a little bit further away and we'd freeze to death. The where, where our planet finds itself revolving around the sun is such precision in it for us to be able to live is unbelievable. But this year, there will be light for the seasons in your life. I tell you that you will have good times this year, but you will also have maybe some bad times because life's like that. When we come to Christ, it doesn't mean that all of our present 
complaints and problems disappear, does it? What did Jesus says? In this world, trouble you will have because the world is cursed. The world is fallen. And we are fallen. We have been cursed by sin in our bodies. And there's things like sickness and weeds and illness and everything like that that we find around us. So we know that this year is going to be a, a year of highs and lows, of laughter and joy, but as well as that, maybe sorrow or grief. We know those things are going to come our way. So what's the seeing and the observing that can be found in a season? I'll tell you what it is. Just simply observing it and understanding that God is in it. Ecclesiastes tells us, doesn't it, that there are seasons in life. There is a time for this. There is a time for that. And you know, if you listen to the health and wealth preachers and everything, you know, uh, <laughs> and prosperity and everything, I don't know what kind of world some of those guys live in sometimes. That we're all going to be billionaires. And we're all going to be fighting fit. Those are those, some of those maybe need to live forever. I don't know how they, they have their, the theology that they do. But one thing I do know about us here as a church is I do know that all of us, if we are godly, look to the seasons that are to be found. You know, the seasons that are to be found in the life of Job, if you read it. Harrowing, harrowing story, if you read the story of Job. How things were taken away from him and things added to him. And this year, things will be taken away from us. And things will be added to us. I believe you will experience success. But you might also experience failure. Joy but also sorrow. Wonderful experiences, but also terrible experiences. There will be, might even be occasions that you might cry and weep with such pain this year. But also there will be times maybe that you will cry and weep with such laughter for things that will happen in your life. Can we as a church and can we as individuals Observe the seasons of our lives. And if you're going through a tough time right now, this too will pass. Stay faithful. Put your hand in him and put your hand in his. This too will pass. God is faithful for everything in our lives. Just hang on to him and go through it. And if you're like other people that maybe are celebrating and rejoicing today, Make the most in a thankful way for that time that you find yourself in right now. That we are thankful for them. Because they don't last very long sometimes. But that we learn to appreciate everything that is sent to us. All good things around us, sent, says the hymnist, are sent from heaven above. Then thank the Lord for all that he's done. So can I ask you in closing, can we take this verse... And can we put it to memory that God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. God bless you. This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000.